All is well over here, reporting live, March 23rd, 2023. Let's run it up tonight, folks. It's going to be a fantastic session. I apologize for having to postpone. And I just want to say, before we get into it, we got a lot to cover tonight. And a lot of people have been asking me, how can we support the channel? How can we support you, Zach? We love your work. And the the, the reason we made it so far is because this community is just so strong. With your guys' support, uh, once again, I do everything the wrong way here on YouTube. I go live at 7.30 on the West Coast here. And I go live and I ramble and rant for an hour and a half instead of posting the perfect 15-minute videos at the perfect time with the perfect, you know. And a huge shout-out to my team for helping me on the back end because on this mission, we're trying to help as many people as we can take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. If you support our mission, our message, you can always just, it's it costs you nothing. Smash that thumbs up for me, hit that notification bell, and then spread our message far and wide across all of the platforms. Now, if you want to actually help out the cause, you can head on over to my Patreon, and I actually have a $5 support tier. It does not include access to the Discord group, but it's $5.89 a month, and it's a way to support the channel, independent media. You guys know me. I don't do sponsorship deals. I'm not here to sell out. I just want to bring the truth and have you guys taking advantage of this opportunity alongside with me, okay? So I have a $5 support tier, but then if you wanna actually support the cause and make an investment in yourself, you can head on over to my website, sign up for the Patreon tier, and then get to your access to the Discord group, and we'd love to have you in there, right? We're talking about our exit strategy, creating generational wealth, all of the asset classes, right? From precious metals, real estate, running your business, cryptocurrency, and how to actually take advantage of this opportunity. It's not just a meme for us, right? The greatest transfer of wealth in world history. And a big part of it is the stuff that we can't talk about, right? The health situation, how to actually survive. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something different to have a community of like-minded individuals that are tapped in together. So if you want to make an investment in yourself and support the cause, you can sign up for the Patreon tier that gets you access to Discord group. Or like I said, we have the $5 support tier. With that being said, I, I just want to say thank you once again. We've smashed through 300,000 on TikTok, 60,000 on YouTube, and I couldn't do it without you guys. Such a strong community that we're building out here. You guys are the real ones, and you guys are tapped in, and I'm super excited as we create wealth together, and then we start to do good in the world, right? That's what I'm here for, right? Generational wealth for the family, and then how much good, how much of a, of a positive impact, how much of a positive vibe can we spread throughout this reality? Now, it is a manipulated, it's a distorted reality, so we're here to give you clarity, cut through, get you to the truth. Cryptocurrency, current events, and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I am your host, Zach Rector. Let's run it up tonight. We have the crypto market, 28.2. Let me refresh this. 28.2 for our Bitcoin, 1,800 for Ethereum, and a 43 cent, 43.7 XRP. Let's take a look at the sticks on our XRP. You guys can see we started to recover up here. We're building a little bit of support in this area above 40 cents. I do love to see it. I love when XRP reminds us that it can do moves like this 25% in a day with ease. No news, no nothing. Insiders may be pumping it and dumping it. Market maker, magicians, you know how they do their thing behind the scenes here. They pump this thing 25% in a day, but is this insiders running, you know, front running the news that is going to be coming? There's already a lot of anticipation for this lawsuit. And as you see the rest of the space get attacked, you're seeing more support come towards Ripple and XRP. Everyone begging that Ripple can win on fair notice defense because 
to be honest, guys, we've been breaking this down for you. Ripple winning on Fair Notice Defense is the only way that the rest of the space really gets clarity from this case. The precedent that's going to be set in this case is going to be specific to Ripple, and only if they win on Fair Notice Defense do I think that this is going to help many of the other cryptos that did do an unregistered securities offering, right? They did an ICO. They didn't do things the proper way. They do meet the Howey test. That is Supreme Court law that's been established since the 30s, right? This, this is a long-standing case precedent that they did not comply with. And, you know, I'm not just talking about the scams and the rug pulls, but the guys that did raise, fun, raise funds, common enterprise, meet the Howie Prong test, right? And it's not that I want to see these guys choked out and taken out. I want them to have that safe harbor period for them to come into compliance. And let's admit that we didn't have fair notice defense. Ripple should win on fair notice defense, right? But like I've been saying, we're watching this case closely. We see XRP break out. The most important thing to remember because you got people in the comments, oh, wow, look at, here it goes, dumping back down again. How's that going? You know, XRP back down to where it was yesterday and all the haters pull, pull back up, right? They will be silenced and they will have a massive amount of regret when they see where this thing is about to go upon breakout. But folks, we have no idea what is in store for XRP Ripple, all these deals that have been done behind the scenes, this company's tapped in at the highest levels with, with the infrastructure that's existing. And they're pulling up and they're saying, we have the solution for you. Not only the solution with the tech, but also with the reserve currency, which is something that the rest of the space doesn't have. So this is an interesting position. Remember, I call XRP, it's in its own reality. It's in its own staged lawsuit. And at any given time, this thing can break out. TA doesn't apply to a staged timeline. Now, TA might predict where we go, and you guys see the most conservative predictions, right? The haters say that we'll never hit all-time high once again. We just dismiss them because that's nonsense. Now, the most conservative technical analysis, BC Backer and others, take us up to that 4.36 extension, uh, or whatever Fibonacci extension that is, that has us up 7 to $13, most conservative levels, right? You see XRP do 25% in a day. That I mean, you could see that day after day. You could see larger gains than that potentially upon this breakout. And the interesting thing that I'm watching for XRP is the supply shock. We have no idea the pre-investment, uh, pre-allocation deals that Ripple has done. We have no idea what the XRP supply actually is and, and what it's going to be because we don't know how many deals have been done behind the scenes. It's in its own reality. And the haters can leave their comments for now about XRP rolling back over. Let's take a look at the sticks once again. You see, we pumped all the way up to 50, 50 cents, and we're not here for 50 cent XRP. So that's fine, right? We're chilling, right? Here tonight, we're going to pour ourselves a little glass of wine. It's going to be a wine night. So we're going to get a little bit wild with it. But without further ado, let's take a cheers, smash the thumbs up if you haven't already, and let's get straight on into it, guys. Massive update coming in. A little bit of Syrah from out here in the Pacific Northwest. Pretty good stuff. Okay, that's what we're sipping on. And I want to give a huge shout out before we get into it. Crypto Law US Connect to Congress. I just took advantage of this, guys. John Deaton and his firm, Crypto Law US, they have made it so easy to connect to your representatives. It took me about 20 seconds to fill this out. You come down here. It already has the message filled out for you, subject. You just enter your name, your email, your address, and it sends it to your representatives and your senators. 
and it lets them know that you're not happy with what we're seeing here from the United States in regards to crypto regulation laws providing a level playing field. So huge shout out to John Deaton. I want to encourage everyone to do that uh, as we see the United States come against everyone in the cryptocurrency space. It's going to require all of us to step up, not just the XRP community. They're not just coming after Ripple. They're coming after everyone. Look out, guys. They're coming for it. And we got a serious situation unfolding out in Paris, France. Let's take a look here, folks. Kim.com, right on into it with the current events. In France, we have riot police have joined the protesters soon everywhere. And, and, and I wish we would get this in the United States, but I'm not going to be holding my breath. We need the regulators. We need the law enforcement. We need those that are supposed to be upholding the law, the rule of law, that we still have somewhat of a rule of law here in the United States, other countries not so much. But we need the law enforcers, right, the, 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 the peacekeepers, to actually step forward here and actually do what's right in Paris, France here, you're seeing that they have joined the protesters coming together, and that is a good sign, but it's getting a little bit dicey over there. Let's continue, folks. Robert Kiyosaki breaking it down and telling you how it really is. Robert Kiyosaki, I love what he's been putting out lately because he's not holding back. So, so that's the beautiful thing about these old guys that have made it to the end of their run, and they have all the money in the world. They can't be bought out. They don't care about money. And, and they know their, their time on this earth is limited, so they just let it fly. Same thing with my mentor, Dan Pena. Robert Kiyosaki's been right over the target, just letting it fly, and we love to see it. Fed's pals effed everyone. Raising interest rates will crash stocks, bonds, real estate, and the U.S. dollar. Next crash, one quadrillion derivatives market. Now, we've been talking about the derivatives market here in the XRP community, haven't we? One quadrillion is 1,000 trillion. God have mercy on our world. Amen. Amen, Robert. God have mercy on our world. Klaus Schwab owns Palin, uh, Powell, Yellen, and Biden's souls. <laughs> now, that's deep. That's deep. Robert's tapped in, and like I said, he's letting it fly. He's a Vietnam veteran who's a Marine. That's my grandfather. That's who I was raised around. It's these guys that just didn't hold it back. They tell you how they feel, and they tell you what's wrong with America. Amen. Amen. And tonight we're preaching. We're preaching tonight, folks. Jim Rickards, check it out. Janet Yellen says blanket deposit insurance is not being discussed. What does that mean in practice? It means if your bank makes contributions to the Democrats or to the right people. Remember, FTX was fun in both sides of the aisle here. I'm not here to get political. I'm just here to call out those who have sold out. Call out those that have sold out. Right? F, F, uh, FTX funded both sides and the military industrial compass. I mean, the, the, the money's flowing to both sides, so don't get it twisted here. But Jim Rickards letting us know wh where the money coming from, uh, Janet No Telling Yellen's coming from. Your bank makes contributions to one side of the aisle or the other, you know, like I said, both. You might get insurance. If not, then no soup for you. And it does appear to be political as far as the backstop. Don't call it a bailout. It's a backstop. And now we have Treasury Secretary Janet, no telling yelling, telling you how it actually is and admitting just how bad of a problem we have here, folks. Debt default would undermine the dollar's reserve currency status. Yellen says that failure by government to pay its bills would be economically and financially catastrophic, have horrendous effect on financial markets. Go figure. We've been warning. We've been talking about this currency, debt, and liquidity crisis. It's not just a liquidity crisis within the banks. It's an underlying 
issue that we have here with the currency that's supposed to be the reserve currency of the world, right? And then it's a debt crisis, sovereign debt crisis here in the United States that's finally being recognized and we're finally starting to see the cracks widen rapidly, the breakdown accelerating, right? The contagion spreading. Secretary Yellen finally admitting how bad it is. Ben Rickard summarizing this situation. We are at the end of an interest rate driven bubble on a global scale. Interest rates have been driven lower and lower by monetary policy. That is now stopped. The bubble has burst and the fragility of the system is now on full display for the world to see. So simple, folks. Gold Telegraph reporting. According to estimates by JP Morgan, it is believed that most vulnerable, that the most vulnerable banks in the United States have lost $1 trillion in deposits in the past year. Nearly half of those withdrawals occurred during March alone, during this last month. And we're not even done with March. <laughs> this is not done. We're still seeing failures. We're still seeing 100 billion backstops having to be provided for UBS to buy out Credit Suisse. Nobody wants these assets. Just like we said when the Federal Reserve said they were going to tighten and reduce their balance sheet. We said, who's the buyer? Nobody. China, all these other countries dumping our treasuries. No longer funding our debt. They're done with the United States BS. Continuing with Gold Telegraph. A month after Lehman collapsed in 2008, the Federal Reserve loaned out $110 billion to the banks in one week. That was back in 2008, $110 billion in one week. In the week ending March 15th, the Federal Reserve provided over $164 billion in loans through the discount window and emergency lending, right? The new programs. They got all sorts of new facilities set up to take care of the banks. And they say, quote, the system is resilient. $164 billion, so more of a backstop, more of a bailout than 2008 after the Lehman collapse. And this situation is not done, right? Reports from JP Morgan that they may have to provide up to uh, $2 trillion in backstop funding. And let's just make this simple. It's just different forms of bailouts, different forms of liquidity injection. They get you lost in the nuance. As we say, they get the kids lost in the sauce. It's very simple. Liquidity injections, quantitative easing, right? But pow, like we predicted yesterday, raised rates another 25 basis points because they still need to fight inflation. And the plan all along, remember, it's a controlled demolition. This is the plan to squeeze out your 401k. They don't care if the equity in your house goes away or gets reduced. You no longer have 300,000 equity in your house. It's going to get cut in half. You're going to have 150,000 equity. They don't care, right? This is part of the plan. Bring the pain so that you can provide the solution. It's so simple. Hopefully you've been preparing. If you're tapped in here on this channel, well, we have a little plan, don't we? Now I want to give a huge shout out here. Real person Jedi 17 spot. Appreciate that super chat. Thank you guys for the support. Really means the world to me. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Making sure I don't miss any others. Yep. Super chat's coming in already. Thank you guys. Much love. Okay, so they're finally admitting how bad this is getting. Not only Janet, no telling Yellen, but we have Moody's sees that risks that the U.S. banking turmoil can't be contained. This doesn't sound good, right? And this is like I was just saying. We have a larger bailout than we had back in 2008 Lehman crisis. And Moody's, the, rate, the, the, the ratings agency that was lying 
right? You guys see, saw the big short and the guys went to Moody's. They went to the ratings agencies and figured out that the whole damn thing was a lie. This is the same ratings, agent, ratings agency that is admitting that the crisis has not been contained. Moody sees risk, and that's a nice way of putting it. That's a politically correct way of putting it. Moody sees risk that the U.S. banking turmoil can't be contained. Go figure. Go figure. Hey, do you have on-demand liquidity? Do you have XRP? We'll get into it, folks. We're almost to the crypto section. Let's check it out. How's your program working out? It's a simple question we keep on asking. Dutch central bank suffered a loss of almost half a billion euros last year, the first loss since 1931. How's your program working out? We have the biggest banks, the central banks, taking record losses, and we're just going to continue to see it as the situation continues to unfold. Brent McElwee, two spot. Appreciate that. Thumbs up. Brent, thank you for the super chat, brother. Okay, so let's get into the cryptocurrency section. Before we do so, we know that Operation Choke Point is here. We know the situation's getting dicey. Let's have ourselves a little sip of an adult beverage and let's get right on into the cryptocurrency update. Thank you so much. Okay, Meta Lawman. Folks, let's run it up. Wading through the president's economic report, Meta Lawman, he's another lawyer that's been covering these uh, issues for us. I stumbled upon a key statement that could prove useful to Ripple, XRP, Coinbase, and others litigating against the SEC. The report, page 239, states, quote, regardless of the label used, a crypto asset may be, among other things, a security, commodity, derivative, or another type of financial product, depending on the facts and circumstances. Amazing. That is exactly right. And so once again, we've been talking about this, right? Not everything is a security. Now, if you did an ICO, 90% chance that you did an unregistered securities offering. If you did an ICO and your project wasn't built out, it wasn't decentralized, you probably did an unregistered securities offering. And if your project's still not decentralized, there's a chance that your project still could be a security, right? But if you have something that's completely decentralized, like an XRP, right? That is a currency. That is a commodity. It can be packaged up as a derivative. It can be packaged up in a securities investment contract. But in its most pure form, you're looking at a currency or a commodity token. And until Congress, until someone gives us the true definition, wants to provide us the real rules of the road, right? We're just looking at this how we historically look at silver and gold, right? These are neutral currencies, but they're also commodities. And that's what makes them so important to resetting this new financial system is you have important commodities that have real world utility like silver and gold and XRP, but then you also have the utility of being a currency. Now, in the case of XRP separates it from gold and silver, you can provide a, a just a ridiculous amount of liquidity, right? So this is what separates gold, silver, XRP, systemic, systemically important assets from the rest of the whole system, from the rest of the world, from the rest of every other crypto, rest of every other commodity, security, investment out there. And you still have people that are trying to apply market cap to a liquidity token, which in my opinion, you cannot apply a market cap equation to, to, to a situation that's different from the traditional calculation that we use for a stock equity or commodity. When you're providing liquidity, like a SWIFT, or like an ACI worldwide that does $14 trillion daily, 
That's separate from SWIFT 6 trillion, right? ACI Worldwide, 14 trillion, SWIFT 6 trillion, 20 trillion of settlement on a daily basis across this planet and just two networks, right? I mean, guys, there's a lot of money to move. That's a different calculation than your market cap calculation, right? It's just, it's just so simple. It's just so fundamental, but it's something that people are still getting so wrong. Don't market cap bro me when we're talking about a liquidity token. It's a different calculation. Now, I'm not, no, I'm no math whiz by any standard, okay? But it doesn't, you know, it's very simple what kind of calculation we're looking at. How many of the tokens do you have? How quickly can you turn them over? What price does it need to be at to provide that liquidity value of a swift $6 trillion daily, of an ACI worldwide $14 trillion daily? We're about to get into it, folks. Just a ridiculous amount of money moving around this planet on a daily basis. Matt with a 10 spot. I appreciate all the support, guys. Matt, Zach is always so informative and positive, bringing the heat daily. We are the new one percenters. I'll tell you what, right now, we're going to be building out generational wealth. And we're going to be on the right side of this transfer of wealth. Not everybody is. Not everybody's tapped in. Not everybody's as excited about this opportunity as we are. Right? But I tell you what, God willing, I'll see you guys on the other side of this thing. We're going to change the world. Now, we do have a response from the SEC and the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, folks. We do have an update. It's not that exciting. I wish I could you know, give us a big announcement, you, you know, confetti party, confetti emoji. We won the case. I wish that was the case, but that is not the deal here, folks. But we do have a response from the SEC has filed its response to the Ripple defendants letters regarding supplemental authority from the Bittner and Voyager cases. Now, they're basically saying that in simple terms, these cases do not apply to Ripple's case. So Santiago Valiz put this into chat GPT and it reads this. The Securities and Exchange Commission has responded to letters from the defendants in a civil action case. The defendants are using two cases, Bittner versus United States and Voyager Digital Holdings, uh, I-N-R-E, Voyager Digital Holdings, to support their fair notice defense. However, the SEC argues that neither case supports their defense and that the defendants are misinterpreting the cases. Bittner analyzed a Bank Secrecy Act requirement, which is interesting, because Ripple already settled a lawsuit and came into Bank Secrecy Act compliance back in the 2015 settlement that they had with FinCEN. That's when they came into compliance with Bank Secrecy Act requirements. So, interesting. I, I believe it does apply. While Voyager case involved a bankruptcy plan, both cases have nothing to do with the fair notice defense being used by the defendants in this case. The SEC has consistently provided guidance that unregistered crypto offerings could violate Section 5, and the defendants have not received constitutionally sufficient notice that their direct XRP sales, public investors, and violated two public investors violate federal securities laws. Therefore, the SEC argues that neither case cited by the defendants support their defense. Okay, so we're going to have to see. We're waiting, folks. We're just waiting on the edge of our seat for this ruling from uh, Judge Torres, summary judgment. And then there's a couple other things that she needs to rule on, the him and emails. I don't know. I guess we're going to potentially get a hearing on, on, on this as well. We're basically, I think that we're just going to get it all. It seems like me, Judge Torres, is kind of waiting, patiently reading this thing out. It's going to be well thought out, well written out. And uh, we're going to be getting this thing, hopefully, hopefully, by the end of the month. Now, folks, we're approaching the end of March. We're approaching the end of the timeline where any normal case would already have been filed by the judge. They already would have given their summary judgment ruling. But this is not any regular case. 
Remember what's at stake, a world reserve digital currency that's going to be as liquid as a G10 currency and the company that's ready to put a dent in the universe. Now I see, we see major support here in the super chats. TK, 10 spot. Love you, Zach. I love you too, TK. Thank you so much. Now we see another one, XRP Angel, dollar. Appreciate Dollar make you holla. Let's go. We're sipping wine tonight. We're going to have some fun. God bless you all. We're, we're getting after it tonight, guys. Big session coming up. I got a lot to show you, and it's coming up in the next couple tweets right here, folks. Let's get right on to into it right here. Matthew, L-I-N-Y, one of the best researchers in the game. I want to give a huge shout out to Matthew, L-N-I-Y, for pulling up in our Twitter space the other night. That was fantastic. I had two of the OG researchers in the game, Citizen of the Future and Matthew, L-I-N-Y, uh, you know, you guys already saw, we did two sessions with Citizen of the Future, one of the best researchers on utility, cryptocurrency, DLT technology. We also have Matthew Ellen and Y, uh, OG in the XRP community, but one of the best researchers when it comes to utility as well. He found this one for us, folks. Let's break it down. Swift using blockchain to counter the CBDC. So apparently Swift has successfully trialed a new solution here to remove frictions from the corporate actions. How can the securities industry reduce costly frictions in communicating corporate actions? Learn more about the results of our latest collaborative experiments to find out. So Swift running test, as we titled this session here tonight, Banks Testing XRP Before Crisis. Now, this was not a test of XRP, but it's interesting to note. Together with six leading securities industry participants, including ACI Worldwide, Citi, and Northern Trust, we successfully piloted an innovative blockchain-based solution that could reduce costly frictions associated with communicating significant corporate events um, Sorry, to investors. My, my TikTok phone's blocking my, my screen there. Sorry. Um, so that's interesting, right? ACI Worldwide was a part of this test. And I'm about to show you guys ACI Worldwide piloting XRP in the next tweet. But right here, symboyant blockchain was used in this experiment. I've never heard of this blockchain, okay? But this is important to note, right? These blockchains to counter CBDC, to provide interoperability, to remove frictions from corporate actions. How do you get that neutral bridge currency? I wonder if ACI Worldwide has been working with XRP at all. Well, we slide on over to our next little tweet here from our good friend T's Crypto Spot. Huge shout out to our brother T's Crypto Spot here on Twitter. He's a must follow. Very smart guy. ACI Swift and Ripple. Hmm. The Nostro replacements is mentioned in the last doc as well as which was done after uh what was done after Ethereum was tested regarding that purpose. Cool info. Nothing set in stone, but cool info nonetheless. Let's take a look here, folks. So we have a whopping $14 trillion a day passes over ACI software, and 27 of the top global 30 banks are using some level of ACI's technology for either the routing, switching, and settlement of payments. Okay, noted. So we see here a partnership between ACI and SWIFT. Uh, ACI supports around 9% of global SWIFT traffic and approximately 30% in the U.S. ACI offers services to banks around the world wanting to connect to and leverage the SWIFT's uh, GPI, which is their global payment initiative. 
Um, not really that impressive, but they're trying to get to real-time payments. ACI also supports real-time schemes around the world, meaning that any bank can use real-time payment, uh, real-time payment systems to support SWIFT, FIN, GPI, DLT, and they specifically mention Ripple. Wow. Interesting. They can support SWIFT, GPI, DLT, and they specifically mention Ripple for distributed ledger technology, wire, and immediate payments. Now we slide on over here and we see that ACI Worldwide ran this test. Now this was back 2017, but do you think this doesn't apply, right? Now we see the world and the banks going through a liquidity crisis and we act as if they weren't prepared for this. We act as if they haven't already done the proper test to all the DLT, the proper and relevant DLT technology. 2017, ACI Worldwide. Early last year, the R3 Consortium conducted a test of a private blockchain among 11 banks, including Barclays, UBS, and HSBC, using the open source blockchain technology from Ethereum. Oh, okay. So they're using Ethereum. But wait, let's let's read this through. The brainchild of 21-year-old Canadian programming prodigy Vitalik Buterin. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, if that's what you want to call him, okay. Ethereum's platform can handle more sophisticated data than Bitcoin, reportedly enabling users to create and execute smart contracts. In the test, which ran over a virtual private network in Microsoft's Azure Cloud, they're a Ripple partner, by the way, banks operating over four continents were able to settle the transactions almost instantaneously compared to settlement times of days or even weeks, depending on the asset class with the current system used by banks. R3 said the technology could be used by banks to transfer real assets within the next one or two years. So this was 2017, and R3 was saying that they were going to be ready to use this technology in the next one or two years. You know what's also funny is this is when R3 had already done a pre-allocation option for 5 billion XRP. Back in 2016, R3 signed a pre-allocation deal, an options contract for 5 billion XRP with Ripple. So remember, they are saying this. They are saying that the technology could be used by banks to transfer real assets within the next one or two years after they've already tried to acquire 5 billion XRP. They already had a signed option contract with Ripple. And they were going to acquire that 5 billion XRP at less than a penny. <laughs> and that's when the deal went sideways. Is because banks, JP Morgan and others started to, or Morgan Stanley and others had started to leave R3. So Brad and the team at Ripple was not pleased with what they were expecting from R3 on the other side of this transaction. So that's where the deal fell apart and they ended up only settling on R3, actually acquiring 1 billion XRP in the settlement. Now, I digress, but it is relevant. Let's continue. In October, the consortium announced that it was conducting another trial looking at alternative traditional interbank global payments using the blockchain platform developed by a company called Ripple, along with its associated digital currency, XRP. So not just the test of Ripple's tech. No, no, no. This is Ripple's tech using digital currency XRP. Don't be mistaken. Ripple is one of the first blockchain startups focused on settlement mechanisms and has partnered with UBS. Now, remember, guys, this is the UBS right here that just bought out Credit Suisse. 
And we just keep on reminding everyone, what a strange coincidence that everyone partnered up with Ripple is eating up and acquiring their competition. Might be because they were actually running tests and working with Ripple going back years. Funny how that works. Now they have partnered with UBS, Santander, and Standard Charter. Reportedly, 12 banks participated in the trial, including Barclays, BMO Financial Group, uh, that's Bank of Montreal. Uh, oh, or, or that must be something else. BMO or BMO Financial Group, Bank of Montreal, CIBC, Royal Bank of Canada, and Westpac Institutional Bank. The purpose was to explore how the use of a digital currency could potentially reduce the cost of traditional cross-border payments practices. Banks usually keep foreign currency reserves in what are called Nostro accounts in order to be ready to fulfill a cross-border payment. That's a $30 trillion that's tied up in Nostro uh, Vostro accounts, folks. You have Nostro, you have Vostro combined. They equal over $30 trillion that banks keep parked just so that they can trust each other to do foreign currency uh, swaps cross-border payments. According to R3, this practice essentially forces banks to trap capital, as I was saying, $30 trillion worth of capital. The digital currency XRP, which offers settlement speeds as fast as five seconds, Bitcoin can take up to 10 minutes and cost you a whole hell lot of, a whole lot more, offers banks an alternative. The trial, which was successful, let me repeat, the trial, which was successful, successful tests of XRP before this whole liquidity crisis is now hitting in 2023. The trial, which was successful, demonstrated that banks could make markets for fiat currencies using XRP in the Ripple network complete, uh, complete, authenticated, payment, complete authenticated payments without multiple Nostro accounts, enabling them to cut costs and develop additional revenue opportunities. Folks, don't you get it? UBS acquiring Credit Suisse, how are they in a position to do so? This is my speculation. This is me connecting a few dots. I know it's not written down on a document. It's not acknowledged by mainstream. It's not written out in the code. But it's a funny coincidence that we're making note of here. That everyone who's partnered with Ripple is surviving the liquidity crisis. They ran successful tests of XRP replacing Nostro Vostro accounts back in 2016, 2017. And they cut deals to accumulate 5 billion XRP back in 2016 during the same exact time before they ran these successful tests. But wait, there's more. Before I continue, MC Prosperity dropping a 20 spot. Let's get rich together with XRP. Amen. MC Prosperity, I appreciate you. XRP Angel showing up once again, 10 spot. God bless you guys. Thank you. Ron Partain. Ron, I saw your text, brother. Today was busy. I came to my live stream half an hour late. Ron's, Ron drops a 20 spot, says, hit me up, brother. I will text you after this, Ron. God bless you, brother. God bless you. I, today was nuts. I'll get in touch with you, brother. And we'll do a show here together here soon. You guys are making it rain in the chat. Brent McElwee, five spot. You must be good if XRP Angel is here. Amen. God bless you guys. So much love in the chat here tonight. And we're not done. We're not done. $14 trillion daily at ACI Worldwide. Now check out this. Check out this. Talking about they ran tests with Ethereum. And they didn't say that they were successful. In fact, a lot of the tests that we're seeing from Ethereum fail. Interesting how that worked. But we have successful tests with XRP. And then we see this. Now, 
Coindesk reports, Bank of America says it expects Ethereum adoption and usage to decelerate if the blockchain is not able to inc increase its throughput by Will Canny. Now, Anders retweets and he says, interesting, we know B of A is a strong Ripple partner, while JPM is part of the Ethereum Enterprise uh, Alliance. Excuse me. JP Morgan is part of the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. Competition? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I think I put out the same tweet here. Yeah, I said this. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go follow me on Twitter. We're about to smash through 15,000 followers. Shout out to you guys for showing us love over here on Twitter and joining us in the Twitter spaces. I put out this. I wonder what blockchain Bank of America expects to see adoption and usage growth. Now, remember, we heard from Bank of America from the Swell Conference. They are waiting to use XRP ODL for a competitive advantage after the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit. But what are they saying about Ethereum? They're not expecting the usage and adoption to grow. It is failing to scale. It is failing to work. And the tests, as we're seeing from the last article, they're not reporting that the tests with Ethereum are successful. In fact, all of the tests, most of them are showing it's a failure. Is it faster than Bitcoin? Yes, but congratulations. I mean, Bitcoin is already old, outdated technology for payments and never was efficient for payments. If you want to hold your Bitcoin, good luck. God bless. I hope it works out for you. I don't care to hold something that has no utility, but, you know, to each their own. But I ask the question, I wonder what blockchain Bank of America expects to see adoption and usage growth. Now, remember, Bank of America, also a systemically important bank that's been partnered up with Ripple going back years. How many examples do we need to see? Is it safe to speculate that Bank of America might need a billion XRP? They might need 5 billion XRP, right? And if they don't do the pre-allocation contracts, right, they're only going to have to pay more for this perfect liquidity solution, this perfect liquidity token for the network that they're planning on using for a competitive advantage. If Bank of America doesn't acquire XRP themselves, they will be forced to go through Ripple. Now, I think that Ripple is ready to facilitate that, but they may be willing to charge a little fee, right? They can charge a little fee to Bank of America, and it'll still be a much cheaper solution. But if Bank of America wants to take the power in, into their own hands, build out their own liquidity pools, and not have to rely on Ripple, not have to do a line of credit with Ripple, not have to borrow XRP from Ripple, right? Or maybe they do. They don't care. Let's borrow. When we want to tap into ODL, we'll use Ripple's ODL. But we need to stuff a billion on our balance sheet as a reserve. Oh, wait, I forgot. The Twitter police, the, 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 the thought police are going to come out in the comments and tell me that I'm speculating too far. We're going too far. Even though they ran successful tests back in 2017. But we're supposed to believe that they're not interested in XRP at all. Even though they're telling us at the, at the Swell Conference that they're ready to use ODL for a competitive advantage. And then we see the same Ripple partners going out and buying Credit Suisse and others. After they ran the successful tests. They ran the successful tests with XRP before the crisis that we're now in. It's not a clickbait. It, it's none of that nonsense. When I put it in the title, when I put it in the thumbnail, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to explain why I put titles like this up every single live. We don't do clickbait. Do we want to draw your attention in? Absolutely. 
But when I tell you that they ran successful tests of XRP before this crisis, they ran them back in 2016 and 2017, years ago. This wasn't last year. This, this isn't pilots and tests that are now coming out in 2022 and 2023. Now everyone's coming out with their metaverse plan and their NFT plan. And no, oh, we're going to do something cute with the metaverse. And we're going to build a little NFT project. These guys have trillions to settle on a daily basis. This is not a game to them. This is not a cute NFT project. Oh, how can we pump our stock price? Let's tell the doofus morons that we're going to do an NFT project or that we're going to build a metaverse in the middle of last bull runs NFT metaverse hype. That's what companies were doing. Oh, yeah, we have an NFT project on the way. Pump the pump the stock. Right. These, these aren't, this is, this is not a game for these guys, right? $14 trillion daily at ACI worldwide, $6 trillion daily at Swift. We don't have to get it all. We don't have to get all the money, but we have the solution. If there is another solution, point me to it. Point me to it. Now, gold and silver, also part of it. And we're accumulating that as well. Just like the central banks. We have the two data points that we just continue to reiterate. The central banks are buying more gold than they have in 55 years since the last time they reset the currency. And the most amount of central banks are meeting with Ripple. Those are two data points. No one can contradict that. No one has shown me data or facts or meetings to say that more central banks are meeting with Ripple than any other company in the space. No one, no one's even came close. It's hard to find a lot of these projects meeting with anybody that matters which is a lot, you know, part of the reason why these, the, if any of the, but uh, from these marketing teams listens to me, they know that I'm not interested in selling out. They know that I'm not interested in doing a 30 second ad slot for their shit coin. They know that I don't care about that. Right. Look at you guys go XRP Bible, Canadian 699. God bless you, Zach XRP Bible. I see you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the love guys. Folks, this is $14 trillion daily ACI. This is $20 trillion daily in settlement, right? And like Brad Garlinghouse said, they are going to roll out the tanks before they give up this ability. I am just contending and I am speculating and I'm connecting some dots here. And I'm just trying to figure out how can we maintain the reserve currency or how could anybody else create a competing reserve currency to the US dollar? You either have to have a, a military that's as big as the United States, which if you combine all of the bricks, they get close probably, right? They might actually have a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to that. I pray to God it doesn't come to that. But that's the only other way is that you have a military that's bigger than the United States or you provide a reserve currency that has liquidity, right? Is as liquid as a G10 currency, but also has a reserve currency function is potentially backed by something uh, like gold, silver, XRP, oil, any other commodity, any other form of real value. It cannot just be fiat. The only people that really get to enforce fiat is those that are behind the barrel of a gun. As unfortunate as our, that, that is for our reality, that is the truth. And Brad Garlinghouse has said, they are going to roll out the tanks and they already are. They already are where we're sending billions overseas. We wasted trillions in the Middle East. We, we, we overthrow governments all the time. If you don't play ball with us, 
This is not a game. This is so much more than these companies, these enterprises, these institutions coming out and saying, oh, we're running a test. Oh, we're doing an NFT project. How do we maintain control? Right? What was the statement that uh, uh, Christine Lagarde had just said? How do we maintain capital reserve control? Something along, along those lines, right? It's all about maintaining control. He who has the gold makes the rules. He who has the XRP might be able to make some rules as well. Silver plays a role as well. Folks, absolutely massive. Now, our good friend, Quincy Jones, shares this one with us. Dapps will take over the blockchain the same way apps took over smartphones. In 2009, the iPhone versus BlackBerry versus Android was the conversation, right? Who's going to win? iPhone, BlackBerry, Blackberry, Android. The apps won. 2023, blockchains versus each other. The dApps will win. Ask yourself this. How many companies design phones? Now, how many companies design apps? Practically every startup there is now. I bet a uh, I bet billion dollar apps outnumber billion dollar phone companies 100 to 1. Okay, and this is a little clip here from Quincy Jones. Let's take a listen here, folks. Is if you were to go back to 2007 and someone were to say, which one do you think is going to be bigger, uh, the iPhone or the BlackBerry? And I said apps. They'd go, what? What do you mean apps? And I go, well, on the phone that you're going to interact with, you could like interact with like Facebook. You know, Facebook was around uh, around that time too. You may be able to interact with all these different services that were traditionally websites in a way that is directly in your phone. And most people back then would be going, what are you talking about? Like, this is just like, do you want a smartphone that's a touchscreen or do you want a smartphone that's like a Blackberry or whatever? But really the name of the game was apps because it doesn't matter if you are focusing on iPhone, it's really the smartphone notion of being able to interact with some piece of, uh, like really interacting with the same services that you would on a computer through a website, being able to interact with those services on your phone. And if you were focusing on apps, it wouldn't matter about BlackBerry. I mean, I guess it would in some capacity, but it wouldn't matter about uh, iPhone or Android or the Windows phone. It would be the app itself because Facebook is on all of those platforms. These different applications are on all of those platforms. It doesn't matter. The biggest thing is the app itself is a means of being able to engage with some level of productivity that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to engage with before. And that's the key thing that matters in terms of blockchain. So when people seem so focused on what blockchain, it's not really the blockchain, just like it's not whether it's iPhone or Android or whatever it's about the app because regardless of what's going to happen is that app is going to allow for a certain level of productivity i.e a means of being able that app to be more scalable that app can be be interacted with worldwide a means for that payment means to be interacted with that app seamlessly it's all about that as opposed to really the individual blockchain itself just like it's not really about the individual phone itself now don't get me wrong we sort of are in this world of like oh my God, is it Bitcoin, Ethereum, XTC, XRP? And I may sort of like look at Bitcoin as like the Blackberry in this regard. But the biggest thing is, the real question is in terms of all these technologies being adopted in the future, is there a means of being able to grill more productivity based on the dApps that they're able to, pro able to provide the same way that apps were the real innovation when it came to smartphones, not really the smartphone. Now, don't get me wrong. The smartphone was the means of being able to facilitate the app, but the blockchains is just a means of being able to facilitate the dApp. You see what I mean? That makes perfect. Quincy always laying it down, giving us that education. Now I see you crypto B-boy in the chat. How do you get silver without having to use your IRA or 401k? Go to my website. There's a contact me page and tell me that you're interested in precious metals. Just shoot me a message. 
Tell me you're interested in precious metals. I'll send you the link and we will get you in touch. We have a reputable source to get you precious metals shipped directly to you without having to use your 401k. Now we do have an option for those of you that do have a retirement savings account, 401k IRA, to roll over your 401k without having to take a penalty into precious metals. So we have both available. It's over at my website. Just get in touch with me. Send me a message on the contact page and we will get you taken care of. Now, folks, Quincy Jones always laying it down. And it's so important because I believe that the layer ones that we can build these dApps on is going to be important. And there is a lot of infighting, which one's going to be. I think what matters for me is we have a handful here that are serious, that actually scale, are efficient and work. And they're actually going to meet with the people that matter. Because we could have a thousand different layer ones that work well for building apps on, but I think it's going to matter who's building that app, right? How big of a utility is that going to be? And the the more money that they have to invest that they're building out, right? The 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 more um, you know, the more that it's going to matter the efficiency and scalability of that layer one as well. So it's both. I mean, we've invested in layer ones that do scale that can function and serve all of these utilities, right? But then we're gonna be watching closely and I'm very excited to start building, right? We're, I'm gonna start building after all of this regulation passes us by because I'm not interested in fighting the SEC, right? I speak out against the government and the SEC and the three-letter agencies on a daily basis on my platform. I don't need to go further than that. I'll, I'll just chill with this for now. And it sucks because I want to start building out my NFT project. I wanna start doing more, right? And there's ways that I feel like I could do it properly, right? But it's still just, I'll just wait and chill for right now. But once again, we've invested in the layer once and we're gonna be watching and building. We're real business operators. We're real investors, right? We find these uh, projects here, guys. There's just gonna be a tremendous amount of utility coming to these ledgers. We're gonna be watching closely. Now, speaking of metals, I'm finishing up this session here by talking about the precious metals. The setup is incredible. JC. 637 ounces of silver out of the Comex vaults today, offsetting yesterday's rare increase in stocks. The bleed resumes and the price is about to go parabolic. Hashtag silver squeeze. 637 ounces of silver leaving the vaults today. I'll tell you what, a lot of a lot of silver leaving the vaults and coming to our vaults, coming into our storage because our community has been buying the hell out of these precious metals and out of these cryptocurrencies that have real world utility. Absolutely. Now, another one here from JC. Folks, this thing's ready to just go somewhere fun, to put it nicely. And, and, and remember, I'm not here to give you financial advice. The setup is just clear as day, in my opinion. And, and, and you guys know, you guys do your own research, but take a look at the median level, the, the gold to silver ratio, folks, JC's pointing this out to us. The, if the gold silver ratio falls to 30.4, median level of price of silver would be $65 at current gold prices. Now, gold started to run up. We broke above 2000. You guys see gold starting to make a run for it. Maybe I'll pull up that chart, okay? Uh, we have broken out, and if we go to the historical median level, we would basically be doubling, and actually that would be a 3x because we're going up to 60 bucks from 20. So 65 bucks here, folks. Incredible opportunity still in the precious metals. I've been stacking silver every chance that I get, and I'm watching this, this data that's just truly telling a story that the mainstream's not, not covering, right? We're only getting this out of the folks that are really watching this thing closely. 
John Ferguson, Whiskey Johnny in the chat. I see you, brother. Thank you for the 10 spot. Three of my medals dealers are sold out till Monday, silver and gold. Well, that's because we just keep on making a visit to them and loading up, right, John? It's incredible, right? Now, supply is limited. It is true. I'm not here to get you guys the FOMO. I'm not trying to say anything that is meant to be financial advice. All I'm saying is if you are interested, if you've already made the determination that you're going to go pick up some precious metals, 10 ounces, one ounces, right? Real metal. If you've already made that decision based off of your own research, we can help facilitate that. And, and I would like to urge you to make, make the moves now. Take action now. Do not wait, right? Because we see we're already on the verge of breakout potentially, right? This thing's already getting shaky. Gold already approaching all-time high in U.S. dollar terms. That's what we've been waiting for, right? And then historically, silver should be valued at $60 right now. Historically, that's where it should be off of the fundamentals, right? So, like I said, we can help facilitate it. Just go to my website. We have a link there to get in touch with our folks that do the retirement accounts. But then if you want just precious metals shipped directly to you, shoot me a message on the contact page, right? Just let me know. Hey, silver, gold, and we will get you set up with our reputable source and we can get them shipped directly to you folks. Some of the best deals and they still have availability. That's key. That's key. The vaults are getting drained. Record lows that we haven't seen since 2018. 2013. Some of these number, numbers are truly getting incredible. This one from Michael. We're not done. Swiss experts of gold hit 184 tons last month, the highest since July. China gobbled up 59 tons, 84 if you include Hong Kong, followed by Turkey with 44 tons and India with almost 26. Now, what's interesting is Turkey has devalued their currency. I, I believe it's... Golly, I, I can't even pull the numbers right now. Uh... They, I want to say it's 50%. I mean, you you guys, it doesn't matter what the exact percentage is. Turkey's currency has been destroyed. But what's interesting to note is that they're one of the biggest buyers of gold, right? So they're destroying their currency and they're going and they're buying real assets. They're buying gold. They're buying silver. We saw the India, another one of these countries importing a, a you know pretty, pretty good amount of gold here. Uh, they actually imported... 400 million ounces of silver in 2022. Now, the, the, the silver shortage was 200 million ounces last year as well. So just a couple data points right there to reiterate the point that if you want to start the process, get going on it now. Whether that's rolling over your 401k, that takes time, or whether it's actually placing the order at these dealers and getting it shipped directly to you, we're running out of time Okay, because the, the vaults are getting drained. The smart money is moving, right? And there's only so much supply. This is a physical metal. You got to go get it out of the ground. And they're not improving new production. We see Peru, one of the largest uh, producers of silver, all the turbulence and turmoil in their country, right? Slowing up production. And remember, last year, we had a 200 million ounce deficit this year and going forward over the next decade, we're only going to see the demand for silver grow because it's needed for the green new deals. It's needed for the new new energy, the new batteries. It all requires more silver, the new solar panels. To make them more efficient, you use more silver. More silver, not less. 
right? Usually with more efficiency, you're using less. No, in this case of silver with the solar panels, now in China, they're doing double-sided solar panels that rotate, get you more optimal energy, more energy production. Double-sided solar panels. So I'm not just saying this because, because you know, I want you guys to, to go use my links on down below, head on over to my website, roll over your 401k. I'm saying this because they're running out. This is a warning that they it's going to be a, a question of who's not going to get their silver, who's not going to get their gold, especially in the smaller denominations of silver and gold, because that's what people want. People want the one ounces, the buffalo heads, right? The maple leaves up there in Canada. Our dealerships to Canada as well. We can facilitate that. Okay. It's over at my website, ZachRichter.com. Now, it's very clear. JC, social media will also be a complete game changer in accelerating the silver squeeze, which is now continuously trending. And you're seeing the bankers, you're seeing the old guard admit Citigroup, CEO Frazier, Social media is a complete game changer in bank runs. Now, remember, folks, this is what we said. I put this out like two years ago. I said, as soon as the people get decentralized media, currency, and a voting system, we get the power back. The power comes back to the people once we get decentralized media, true free speech, where everybody has the ability to get their message out. When we decentralize media, when we decentralize the currency, and then we decentralize and confirm, validate that voting system. That's what we need to bring the power back to the people. You are seeing the old guard, the CEO of City there, saying that social media is exposing this whole thing. And to me, this is so much more than, than the AMC GameStop meme traders, the, the, the silver squeeze, you know? A lot of people trying to compare it to that to dismiss it. That is at play. That dynamic is at play. The big hedge funds in Wall Street were shorting silver. I had another article. I didn't pull it up here tonight, but the, 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 the contracts on silver are dropping. Less shorts. Less shorts. Right? They're trying to get out of those positions because the inevitable is coming. Like I said, based off of historical fundamental data, silver should be at $60 right now. $65. That's a 3x from today's price of 20 bucks an ounce. Now I see you, Babs McGee with the 10 spot. My ex Goldman Sachs coworker is telling me the Saudis are unloading US Treasuries by a boatload. Yeah, so the Saudis, I just covered this at a couple live streams ago. The Saudis have dropped their Treasuries down to the lowest level seen in it was either seven years or since 2013. Regardless, you know, basically in the last decade, this is the lowest level we've seen the Saudi holdings of United States Treasuries. Now, China dumped 100 billion of U.S. Treasuries in Q4 of 2022. John, I see you there, Johnny, with another 10 spot. Gold price shows you the loss of purchasing power of USD. Hit 2001, silver boom next, minor cost too high. Silver is about to follow gold, Johnny, and, and you're just so spot on with it, right? It's showing you the loss of the purchasing power of the dollar, even though they're raising interest rates. We're starting to see it finally hit Main Street, right? It is not enough to bring in inflation. And the, and the gig is up, right? They no longer have the ability to have all of these record shorts on gold and silver because of Basel 4 compliance, right? It was Basel 3. Now we have Basel 4. 
Now we are seeing that JP Morgan has been caught in federal court rigging the precious metals market. So they've been completely exposed. And now you're starting to see with the backstop and the funding through the liquidity crisis, right? Everyone is having to prove that they're solvent once again. Or they're, they're, they're having to show that they're holding, right, the tier one assets. Gold is the only other tier one assets besides U.S. dollars and treasuries. They've been exposed. The gig is up. And the breakout is upon us. We're starting to see it. Let's take a look here at the charts. Now, remember here, we're looking at the XRP chart. You're seeing XRP back down to 43.6, okay? Yesterday, we cleared back down to about 41 cents. Now we're about the 42, 43 cent level. I guess we were back up to 45 cents earlier today. So basically, we're between 43 and 45 cents trending sideways, building up support right here. This is great to see. This is great to see. Now, let's go take a look at gold. Back up. Now, earlier today, it was above 2,000. Last week, uh, or, or I guess that was, yeah, yeah, last week, we broke above and we hit 2009. Now, today we got up to 2003. Here, we're pulling on this chart. You know, that's going to vary on a couple different exchanges. But regardless, you're seeing gold. Look at this breakout, folks. Look at this massive run up for gold. All the way back up to $2,000 per ounce. And remember, too, that we've already seen gold break out to all time high in all these other currencies. In all these other currency pairs, we've seen gold break out back to all-time high. Okay? We're just waiting for the U.S. dollar. Let me take a few questions here. I got a couple more sips of some Syrah. Appreciate you guys. Okay? All the links are at my website, zachrector.com, to join the Discord group, to get your precious metals, to get your cryptocurrency, to get your wallets. Appreciate all of you guys. If we haven't already, please smash that thumbs up with us. Okay? We ran it up tonight, didn't we? Ran it up tonight. Don't listen to the nonsense in the comments. A lot of people running their mouth in the comments. They show up every single live show, right? They're just talking. Disregard the FUD, folks. A lot of FUD still. How much gold does the uh, U.S. government own? Great question. I wish I knew. Rosie Rio says that the gold is still in Fort Knox. Now, she's no longer at the Treasury, so I don't know what that case is. He who has the gold and XRP will be making the rules for the new financial system. Johnny, another 10 spot, making it rain tonight. Real estate market mentioned with Powell with the credit lending squeeze. You're, you're so right. The credit lending squeeze is here, folks. Limits on credit will fall on cards, loans, and lines. Home prices fall next. Be ready to buy, help people, and cash in. Now, we've been talking about that with my good friend Johnny in our group. We've done some real estate sessions. Talking about the real estate asset class is a uh, perfect asset class to build generational wealth and also preserve your wealth because it's one of the most tax-favored asset classes. Now, during this time, there's going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity. There was, you know, an all-time high amount of agents, property managers, everybody trying to make money off real estate. The iBuyers, right? Wall Street trying to figure out how to buy Main Street homes. 
as Warren Buffett said, right, whatever his quote was, if he could figure out how to buy a million single family homes in the United States, that would be the ultimate investment, right? Well, they finally tried. They used the algorithms. They used the bots. That failed with the iBuyers, right? And once again, real estate providing a tremendous opportunity for the ma and pa investor, for the small guy. For the small guy or gal, whatever you want to call yourself, incredible opportunity coming up for real estate. First-time buyers like myself, uh, cash on the sidelines, staying liquid, staying patient, and we're going to be putting in some offers, bringing these sellers back down to reality. Bringing these sellers back down to reality. This is in June of 2022 with 2 and 3% interest rates anymore. Okay? That party's over. Going to have to negotiate. Your area is still in a pivot. Yeah, Shane. Yeah. We're waiting for um, some markets are remaining resilient. Some are remaining strong. It depends, right? It's tough to speak on real estate generally and broadly. Is platinum going to rise? Yeah. I mean, all these metals, all these resources. We have a commodities versus equities chart that you're going to see if you go back to the great financial crisis. Excuse me. If you go back to all these previous uh, cycles, you'll see that the commodities versus equities chart is uh, very clear. The setup, we started to break out basically money flowing back into commodities versus equities, which is the stock market versus crypto would also be kind of included in that, right? Speculation, the equities, money's flooding back out of that into the real economy especially for these people that are trying to get away from the U.S. dollar. The only way to get away from the United States reserve currency status is to actually acquire some of these other assets, have real resources, and have a real economy, and then start settling trade outside of the U.S. dollar as well. Then it's just going to be a matter of defending against the United States, the greatest military known to man. Good luck. Good luck. Boy, it's a shame how our military has been used. God bless our troops, but it's an absolute shame how our military has been used, isn't it? Are you holding cash or are you converting it all to metals? Both cash, metals, XRP, Second Amendment, God bless it, food, prepping. So much focus, just locked in on business right now. Business firing back up on all cylinders, rocking and rolling. We're back in, tapped in, staying liquid, dry powder, ready to swoop. Our competition's folding. Competition's throwing away the key. Mike Shinnery, five spot. I believe they're waiting for more middle class to hurt before the crush the housing market. Yeah, it's kind of, they've started that cycle, right, Mike? So it started with the tech, started with the high-flying speculation, but now it's trickling down to Main Street. And Main Street got flooded with liquidity. Main Street got a backstop with the PPP loans, right? Uh, Main Street got a, 
got a break with the student loan debt. Just think about that, right? If they do actually force us to start paying back the student loans, what that would do, right? So you got a lot that's already kind of started. And if they just see the Fed's already done enough to kill us, all they have to do is leave the rates where they're at. They don't even have to keep raising. If they just leave them where they're at, we're killed. Done. Metaphorically speaking, of course. We're done, right? Because we've been playing in a different reality, an artificial reality. And that's why, you know, I just continue to reiterate the, the, the central bank, the Federal Reserve, not only are they doing a bad job, they shouldn't exist. We've never done an audit. They're not constitutional, right? And um, I'm just stacking the hell out of silver and XRP. But... You know, real estate is going to be interesting because, you know, you guys in the Midwest are fine, right? You guys are fine. Oh, like, you know, your, 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 your real estate was appreciating at 3 to 5% per year. It wasn't going crazy. It wasn't Vancouver. It wasn't Toronto. It wasn't San Francisco. It wasn't nonsense, right? The, and, and it might continue because people still are trying to get out of these states that are being ran into the dirt, Right? So some of these other areas, these little, these little, um, it's region by region. It's all about location, right? Location, location, location. And then how is the state being ran, right? What's the financial standing of the state that you're investing in? How's the program working out? Please continue to ask that question. A censure to lay off 19,000 employees to cut costs. Wow. John, that's big. That's big. Wow. Am I still confident in XDC? Yes, absolutely. Is silver going to do better than gold? I do believe it will. I do believe it will. But that's not financial advice. That's just a prediction from uh, a doofus moron here in the United States. Calling out my government. Calling out the fact that we're losing the reserve currency status. Let's take a look at silver, huh? How's silver doing? Let's take a look. Okay, silver started to run up. Back up to $23. Back up to I knew I should have bought more. Lee. This thing moving. Silver. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Okay, so Bitcoin's back up to 28.2. We saw yesterday it did do a nice, actually healthy retrace to 26.5. I mean, I just hate to say it because the truth, the truth is that nothing healthy is going on in the Bitcoin market. Um, other than, okay, well, okay, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. I will give credit to the Bitcoin boys and girls and whatever they're doing. I will give them credit during this banking crisis, during this situation, and it has worked out well. They have had some money come into Bitcoin because people are scared. Congratulations. They also had a tremendous amount of liquidity injections and backstops into the traditional financial system that did provide support. And we also saw the stable coins get printed that provided that manipulation and backstop and launch pad for Bitcoin to go back up to 28K. So that's not healthy. That's manipulation. 
That's stablecoin injection. That's Justin Tron just got sued. That's Doquan just finally got traced down. Like a thief in the night. We warned these guys. We're going to be running. Like a thief in the night. These crypto guys that were absolutely full of it. That, that were the little darlings of the crypto space. The little cute guys. The little Doquans. Finally arrested. They could only run for so long. Sam Bankman Freed, the puppet that he was, got chosen. It was fun times for him. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say what I was going to say. They were doing a dance. I'm just gonna put it that way. They were doing a dance. They were having a lot of fun. I'm sure the party was crazy down there in the Bahamas. How's that program working out? Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah, once again, do you buy silver coins or what? Yes, I buy one ounce, I buy 10 ounce silver coins, silver bars. Yeah, I shouldn't be touching them without gloves. Um, these are starting to actually wear, but that's fine. These are, these are fake coins, fake bars. Um, yeah, definitely shouldn't be touching them after I put some chapstick on, but Hey, uh, you know, that's what it's about. Wall street mint, wall street mints, uh, printing these 10 Troy ounces right here. 0.999. Okay. And then these are the Buffalo heads, these one ounces, but we got all sorts of products with our affiliates down below. Take advantage of it. Shoot me a message. Let me know. We'll get it sent directly to you. Thank you, Brenda. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I'd like to know where just shoot me a message at my website. If you guys are looking to get precious metals, the link in my is in my bio TikTok. Okay. Link in bio for TikTok. link on down below for the YouTube chat. Okay. Or you can head on over to my website. If you have any problems, if you don't meet the minimum requirements for my uh, partner here, shoot me a message. There are no minimum requirements for our other partner. Okay. So you can get, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks worth. I know a lot of people been asking. Okay. All right, guys. YouTube, thank you so much, guys. On the way out, if you could do me just a favor, I really do appreciate it. It really does help us. Leave a comment down below in the comments, okay? Not in the live chat. Go back. Let, let me know what you think of this episode. Shoot me a comment. I'll respond to them all, okay? I always am checking your guys' comments. Uh, after I kill this YouTube session, go leave me a comment and make sure we smash that thumbs up for me. I appreciate all of you guys so much. Okay. Head on over to my website, zachrector.com. We'll see you guys in the next one. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the greatest transfer of wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and rumble to get in touch please just head on over to zachrector.com 
you can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.